licking your freezer clean might be more productive than this. But hey, at least they both love heavy metal. Here are the old men, Adam and Steven. Yes, welcome out to it. This is the Old Men Who Yell at Clouds podcast, when almost each and every week we get together to talk about the things that matter to us. It is episode number 97. It is March 13th, 2022. It's approximately 2 p.m. We are podcasting live from Vancouver, British Columbia. My name is Adam, and of course, I'd like to introduce my bearded co-host, Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Hey. Hi, Adam. What's happening today? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Happy Sunday to you. Uh, but before we Thank get you, into yeah. some, uh, before we get into some things that matter to us this week, and a very special guest, you can support our podcast by hitting our website oldmanheelclouds.com and subscribing to our podcast and donate to fix our technical issues, which we always have, which we haven't <laughs> had much today. So that's it's pretty good. It's a pretty solid start for our Sunday today. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. Uh, weather's been all right this week. It's been sunny during the day and freezing at night. So that's kind of the way I like it. It's been a pretty good week for me this week. How's your week been? The week has been fucking busy, man. Oh, it's shit. been, it's been, I've been swamped. You know what? I went, I went into the office three times this week. Wow. Can you believe that? That's more in the, probably week than I've done in the past six months. That's how busy I am. I mean, it, there's some special shit going on that requires me to be there, um, yeah. mostly surrounding uh, some video projects we're working on. So that's stuff I can't do from home, obviously. Uh, so that's keeping me very busy. Lots of other shit going on and I'm just, I'm swamped and I will be probably for the next three weeks Oh, shit. Uh, at least anyways, before I take a little week holiday. Uh, hey, it's all good and stuff. Uh, I got home, I think it was Thursday, though. Thursday was my third day in the office. So I worked Monday, Wednesday, Thursday in the office. And you know what? Come 8 o'clock, I was just fucking bagged, man. Yeah. I was fucking tired. I was on the couch. I think I fell asleep watching watching the hockey game or something. <laughs> so that's how that's how crazy my week has been. So... Is it Otherwise, a bad thing? Get, are Otherwise you finding yourself better? Is it a better week? Does it make it go by quicker, or is it? Do you find it drags more? No, I, I think just whether I'm in the office or not, though. I think uh, I, I just it's because I'm so busy. The, the time's flying. Like it's just we're the middle of March. Yeah. Spring is just around the corner. Uh, I can't believe. Yeah, I just can't believe how how fast time passes. Uh, and it's because I'm just busy overall. And I think I'm getting older, which I think the older you get, the faster time seems to seems to pass. Yeah, it's one thing which we is can't weird, get back. We can't get back time. No, no. I mean, the seconds the seconds don't change, right? Time, time. I mean, time doesn't stand still, but it doesn't it doesn't change, and yet it seems like it just flies by faster. I don't know. Can't figure it out. Well, you've been busier than I've been do? this week, so that's uh, at yeah. least someone's doing some work around here, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's earning their paycheck, and okay, and somebody's not. Somebody's All right. not. I had a pretty slack who's week. The, uh, who's your boss? Who's your boss? I'm going to find out right now and give them a phone call. No comments. Uh <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they know I'm a slacker. It's, you know, I think we all are. So that's what counts. Before we get to our special guest, big news happened in Vancouver this week. They lifted the mask mandate. So yes. it, it's been a very, very interesting week here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, they lifted the mask mandate. Was it Wednesday? They had the press conference uh, on Tuesday night. So did it get lifted two o one a.m. Whatever they were on the Wednesday, right? That's right. That's no. That's it was on Friday. Friday got lifted because I think it, they announced it Thursday. Because I was in the office and I saw that the uh, the announcement came through. So okay. like at twelve o one Friday morning, uh, no more masks. 
Okay. Because I, you know what, I haven't, I haven't really been out and I haven't really done anything since I got home Thursday night and passed out on my couch. <laughs> well, I've been working, of course, but, but I haven't done much else. And uh, so, I, you know what, when it comes to this no mask thing, I can't really comment on, I can't, you know, I don't really have a, an observation as to, you know, what's been going on out there, but yeah. uh, I've read some reports and social media and stuff like that about how people are happy and it's about time and people were celebrating and uh i'm just fucking shaking my head still man yeah, I, I am i am because i'm i'm not buying into it sure i'd love to get rid of it um but it's just not time i don't think it's time it's too early uh there's still too much of a um you know, and, you know, the possibility of getting COVID and long COVID is still significant, I think. Yeah. And, um, you know, for schools and for these large venues and for everything, for them to be uh, throwing the mask mandate away is, is wrong. It, it's, it is. It's wrong. I don't give a yeah. shit about what Bonnie Henry says or what the provincial uh, health office has mandated or not mandated. I'm sticking with my mask. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I did some running around this week. Yesterday, I went to Superstore, and in the Superstore, 100% of the people were masked up in Superstore. So that was like great. the employees, employees or, the, or, or and everybody. And everybody, yeah. So everybody was still masked oh, up. Oh, wow. Good for them. So, good stuff. So that was good. I was, uh, after Superstore, I went to uh, MacArthur Outlet to try to go buy more masks. And, <laughs> yeah. um, it was about 70% of people masked up there and 30% not masked up. Okay. So that was interesting. Uh, and last night I was at a local brewery and it was about 50-50. 50% of people are masked up and 50% weren't. So yeah. it's kind of weird. So I was uh, – when I left – uh, my girlfriend's place, I rode in the elevator into my car to get to my car in the parking lot and went. And I had my mask in my hand, but I didn't put it on. And it felt like I was breaking the law as I was going yeah. down the elevator. I'm like, if, someone op- if it opens up, I'll put my mask on. I'll be good to go. But uh, it's a very yeah. weird feeling because it's kind of like our safety net in a way. And, you know, it yeah. is. I mean, that's how virology works. It's a safety net to help us prevent or just to spread and or to catch said whatever uh, viral diseases going around but uh it's a very weird feeling to take your mask off after we've been using it for two years yeah yeah it is and um i i mean that's not the reason why i want to keep wearing it is like is because it is a safety net i just i just think again because of science and medicine i just think that the risks are still too high no i agree so for me for me that's that's what it comes down to here i just don't feel safe uh, i don't know maybe okay so are we talking about it being a safety net then i don't know in that case maybe yeah i i just i i just think again it's it comes to risk here it comes down to risk yeah i've done as much as i can to this point to avoid catching covid uh, i will because the risk is still high i'm going to continue to do whatever i can to make sure that i don't get infected oh yeah that's yeah. all we can do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's still a very real disease, or not disease, or cold, or whatever you want to call it. But it's, uh, you know, it's still going to kick your ass if you get it. And like you said, not a lot of people are talking about long-term effects of COVID. So, yeah. you know, it's still very, very real. 
Well, for sure. And there are still many cases around the world where these, where there are still significant outbreaks. Like I think an entire city in China has basically been locked down again because of COVID. And um, it could, hey, shit, these, it, it could easily spread over here. That's just, I mean, that's what happened last time, right? So yeah. is there is any reason why it, uh, why we may not have uh, have another wave? I think it's coming. I, I think, you know, March, April, May, it could still happen, right? And uh, apparently that stealth variant is still a concern. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll keep protecting myself. Keep your mask on and let's go. That's all we can say. Yes, for that. sure. I just, to, to me, it still doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess the vaccine card or the vaccine certificate is still a requirement until at some point here in April when, you know what, they'll probably ditch that as well. But you know what? I think uh, personally, I think the masks at this point are more important than the vaccine card or the vaccine certificates. Or pass, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yes, because it's 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 the masks that protect you better. I mean, whether or not somebody else has been vaccinated, sure, it's 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 better if they are. Yep. But you are you don't know who has been vaccinated and who who has not, and so those masks protect you regardless yeah so that's yeah. why the masks uh, that's why i'm pissed off about the whole thing because the masks are the probably the biggest thing masks and s- physical distancing those are the two things that uh you can do for yourself that will protect you the best yeah so so why why dump the number one thing here you know for personal protection why dump that when it will save yourself and potentially save other people. And it's not just here that's dumping the mask, man. It's gone all over no, Canada no. and it's all over the world. Oh, no, that's the right. Most part. So it's, yeah. but it's, that's a very weird thing to do. Like, I, I, I don't know. We're not scientists. And like we've preached about, if we can only see all the data and see kind of what happens, that would be make the world a lot easier. And, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a very weird feeling here. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks because it's going to get interesting for sure. Yeah, it will. Once now that things are opened up pretty good again and again across across Canada and across the world, yep. it'll be interesting to see to see what happens again because that's because the virus is still out there. It'll be interesting to see if and when that uh, another wave comes along because yeah. because you know you know this this virus is going to keep evolving. Because the uh, not enough people have been vaccinated. Sure, the number in, in Canada itself, uh, the number is quite high for double vaccinations. And then I think 50% maybe have been, have had their boosters. So in Canada, the, overall, the number is quite good. But overall, in order for this thing to go away, you need that, you need the entire population of the planet yeah. to be to be vaccinated. And it's, those numbers are incredibly low. So as long as they are incredibly low, the possibility of variance is very high. Yeah. So, and that's what's going to keep this thing going. And that's why this is not an, at an endemic stage. People need to stop using that word. And yeah, uh, yeah because because we're not there. No, so it's simple as that. And again, that's that's basic shit. So I think the masks are, are no masks now. I think that's a political thing. I think that's a financial thing. I don't think that that decision is necessarily based solely on science and medicine. Because if it was, we'd still be wearing masks. Yeah. So there you go. There it is. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. 
Coming up, we have my personal trainer. I call her my professional bully because she puts me in the shape in a good way, and it's very good. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that, all of that stuff. So yeah, my personal trainer, Hannah Fletcher, will be joining us momentarily, and uh, we'll talk to her about all the things that matter about fitness and nutrition and workouts and all that fun stuff. So she will yeah, be joining us. This. She'll be joining us right now. Cool. We would like to welcome to the show fitness and nutrition coach, Canada's top trainer for 2018, 2020, and in the class of 2022, Impact Magazine Ambassador, my personal trainer, Hannah Fletcher. Hello, Hannah. Hey. Hi, guys. Thank you. <laughs> hey there. Um, it is uh, Sunday. It is daylight savings. Has daylight savings affected you in any way whatsoever today? <laughs> well, I was surprised. I thought, wow, I really slept in this morning and I was sort of proud of myself. <laughs> but uh, I guess I, I still woke up at about you know what would have been 6 30 a.m but it was 7 30 so that was it felt like an accomplishment oh that's all right <laughs> what do you think of the whole thing anyways this daylight saving time what's 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 does it does it bother you should we change and just make it like I mean, like stop I, doing this or what we should stop doing it i don't know i mean yeah i love it in the fall you know when you're right. like oh sleep in an extra hour that's great i mean it, it <laughs> It impacts me. I get up at five in the morning. I mean, I, I feel it. I feel these things. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think it would probably be a good one to skip. Right? Yeah. It messes up a lot of people for sure. So <laughs> yeah. Are you guys the same? Does it mess you guys up as well? Well, I'm a night owl, so it doesn't really affect me. The only time I set an alarm is when I come get bullied by you. But other than that, <laughs> I don't set an alarm. So I'm, a, I'm, I kind of wake up whenever I wake up. So like half past one is kind of my usual wake up time. No, look at your alarm, by the way, the bullying is at like 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not too bad. 11 to get there for noon. It's not too bad. But for the most part, listen, when you're going to bed at four in the morning, it gets really tough getting up. <laughs> but it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I've done that too. I know what it's like and it's no fun. So. The daylight saving time or the time change doesn't bother me, but I still hate it. It's just, I, I hate it because it's just not, it's just not practical. It's just, it's the reasons for us doing it still is they're just, yeah, it's dumb. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about how we met Hannah. We were talking on this show here to our seven listeners that I want to try to get <laughs> and motivated and try to get some, lose some weight and try to eat right because I eat like a four-year-old. So one of our listeners popped up and she sent me a note and she's like, oh, you should talk to this lady. So I slid into your DMs and thankfully he responded. And now I'm proud to say that you're my personal trainer. So I want to know how many people slide into your DMs and how many new clients you get on a regular basis. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of a funny one because I don't have a website. So I only have <laughs> Instagram and, and Facebook. Yep. I'm barely on Facebook. So mostly it's just Instagram. And, uh, you know, I would say I probably get about, yeah, maybe like five to 10 inquiries a month from okay. new people. That's quite a lot for one person. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know that, you know, sometimes it's just sort of like people want to do it, but they're not ready to start yet. And other times they're just like, yeah, me and my fiance, we're signing up tomorrow. We haven't met you, but we're ready to start. So yeah. it just... You know, it kind of, yeah, it, it, it's usually referral for me. It's usually kind of, I guess, you, you know, similar to you. It's usually somebody's recommended me through the grapevine and then yeah. they 
don't really have a way of reaching out. So they find me on Instagram. <laughs> well, that's it. Because I, <laughs> I could be a little easier, couldn't I? I could probably, a website would probably do me some good. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if you've Googled yourself lately, but nothing really pops up. But what does pop up is that you've been Canada's top trainer for 2018 and 2020, and now recently announced that you've been inducted or going into the class of 2022. So walk me through how that works. Do you have to test your knowledge? Do they put you through like an American Ninja type round or do you just do shitty interviews like this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you get nominated by somebody and uh, that's really all it, that's really all it is. You get nominated and you get a, a, a letter in your inbox and you, you, you fill out the questions kind of, kind of more similar to this. Okay. And, uh, they are looking at, you know, your credentials, years in the business, philanthropy, your community service, success stories, fitness philosophies. It's um, it's blind scored, so they're they're not looking at your social media following. Okay. They're not popularity voting. So it's kind okay. of neat Good. because it's really about people that are doing the work, people that are actually making a difference in others' lives, and they really have that integrity and that's what they value and I just think that's so great because so often now in the media you're just not seeing that anymore you know people are really rewarded for more superficial um, work and it's just and it's just really really nice to be intrinsically rewarded that way and um, I think that's why it's such an honor and I I didn't realize that because there you, you aren't actually allowed to win two years in a row but what they do is they do fitness trainer and then they do fitness instructor fitness trainer fitness instructor so they alternate years okay so i thought oh i've won it two years in a row 2020 and uh, or 20 2018 and 2020 so i didn't think i'd qualify for this year and to my delight they they selected me again so (laughs) oh shit a very lucky uh there's not very many many of us that have done it have have been awarded three times so it would be a very very lucky about that. Um, and, and I mean, there's some really amazing people that are nominated. So it's, it's a lot of, some of it is sort of just, you know, writing out the right thing, you know, but, but a lot of it, of course, too, is the, is, is, is the work that you're doing and they have a pretty cool way of evaluating it. It's probably top secret because (laughs) we'll never know that part, but (laughs) yeah, it's, I can only imagine because yeah. there's so like, and we'll touch on this a little later, but there's so many trainers out there. So like for you to get recognized and stuff is, is like an honor. It's, it's gotta be, it's gotta feel pretty good. Oh yeah. It's so great. It's been yeah. so, so good. And, and also just, um, you know, I mean, I think everybody, I think feels good to be acknowledged. I mean, I think it's just a really nice feeling, but it also kind of makes you feel like you're on path and that you're doing the right thing. I'm, I've always been motivated by that. So, you know, growing up as a kid, if my parents thought I did a good job, I, I thought, oh, really? Okay, I'll do more, you know, <laughs> same with my teachers. And so it just continues to motivate me when I hear that from clients or from what, whatever it may be, magazines, yeah. whatever, when I hear that, uh, you know, it's being well received, then it, it's really, I find it really motivating too. Yeah, that's good because as you said, it's, you know, social media, especially it's a popularity contest sometimes it just feels more special more authentic i guess that it's um you know people inside of the industry that are choosing people like you for this you know and recognizing people like you so it's so i think that's great yeah no thanks and they have like an expert panelist of just really cool people and they change it i think every year and Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, it, it's really, really cool. It's neat to be recognized amongst your peers too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's kind yeah. of a whole other cool thing. So yeah, and I, I, I love the, the magazine and because I have had this title now <laughs> three times, I've gotten to know um, Elaine, the publisher, and she's just darling. She's absolutely lovely. So I just adore working with them. It's great. It's been so fun and just uh, really cool. And, and I used to be a fashion designer, so I just love the little bit of glam. And so if I can have a little bit of that in the fitness industry, I like it. <laughs> 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 Doing the photo shoots and that. I like that stuff. It's fun. <laughs> cool. I think you should go for six times like the goat, Michael Jordan. You need to go for six <laughs> times. Just get six right. rings on your fingers. Let's go. That's, that's, I think that should be your own personal goal. Uh, <laughs> so following up on that, how much training does it take for you to be a coach? From my personal experience with you, you picked up on my shitty core, my flat feet, no motion. So did you go to school to pick this up or was it YouTube videos or did someone train you what to look for? Like what, what happened? How does it work? Okay. Well, it's definitely not YouTube videos. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, no, I mean, with that said, there's some really great information on Instagram and YouTube and all that too. I mean, there really is some, some cool physiotherapists sharing really great knowledge um, and some trainers too, sharing some really cool tips. But uh, that's not that's not where I learned. I, I, yeah, I definitely you go, you go to school and you take okay. courses and you need to get your twenty continuing ed credits every two years. So you know when you've been in the industry for as long as me or some people longer, you end up with just a whole bunch of different things under your belt and a lot of knowledge around whether it's corrective exercises, nutrition, you know, transformations, all of those things. You kind of you know you you end up with with a whole bunch of knowledge around it. And I think more than anything, it's just trial and error. You learn so much from that applied knowledge and just yeah. doing it. So the more years you have under your belt, the likely the better you'll be at it. Yeah. So are you a physio uh, physiotherapist or a kinesiologist no. or do you have, did you go to university for that stuff or? Um... Yeah. No, I, I actually didn't. Okay. So um, I started working at a gym when I was 15 and I got my degree in something totally different. <laughs> and I did work in that industry professionally for about five, six years. And I did fitness on the side. So yeah. I was just a diehard fitness person and working. I was always sort of enthralled in that environment. And uh, so just having been a gym rat, basically, since I was 15 years old, you learn a lot. And I started teaching and training people at about 20-ish. So that's a pretty young you know, way to start things. And I, I didn't intend on doing this full time. I just, uh, I was taking a break from the fashion industry that I was working in. I was just taking a little break. And I looked at my schedule after a month or two, and I realized, oh my gosh, I'm full time personal training at the moment. <laughs> and I realized it didn't really feel like work. It was so fun and social. And I just I loved it. I loved helping people. And, and it's just, I never really looked back. From, from there. So, but with that said, you're always taking courses, you're working around people. I learned so much from working with other people, other trainers. And, you know, I work in a physiotherapy clinic right now, there's a studio in there. So it's really neat to be in that kind of an environment, because you just, you see people that are doing such cool, interesting things. There's such a diverse crowd in there. There's, you know, like a rolfer, there's um, myofascial stretch release, people. There's um, a kin who just works with cancer patients that have like limb prop like issues with their limbs and like talk about specialized, right? So you kind of get this really cool 
insight and information from other trainers as well, just from kind of working in the environment. So you learn a lot from trial and error. You can, if you don't have that or access to that, then it's a really good idea to start with, with school with a, Oh yeah. With a, yeah. With a kin degree. I always thought about going back and I hired a lot of kins and I adore having kins work for me when I've had staff in the past, love it, but they still have to learn to personal train. It's, it's quite different than the, they're two different things. So personal training is sort of its own thing and kinesiology is its own thing. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. But they're, like when you get a personal trainer with that background, it's awesome. Who would win in a fight? A kinesiologist or a personal trainer? Who would win in a fight? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't, I think that's just uh, an impossible question to answer. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go with personal trainer. But what inspired you to be a trainer? I, guess I because you said I, you kind of really, fell into it as being a gym yeah, rat and stuff. I, I, I really would say I fell into it I was so yeah. keen on exercising myself that I started teaching group classes and I just loved the energy in the group I yeah. loved it I loved the energy and sort of what the exercise was doing for me in my own life it kind of put me on the right path of you know being a 19 20 year old that loved to drink and party. And I realized really quickly, I can't do that and get up at nine and do the workout. So I <laughs> quit, you know, that lifestyle yeah. and it put me in the right, in the right track, you know, fairly young. And I, I feel that, you know, the, the benefits are endless and the way that it just illuminates your life and how nourishing exercise is for your whole body and system. I mean, I can't, you just want to share that with everybody. Right. Yeah. So it was just, I would just say it was kind of organic by accident. I had a knack for it and I got really busy and then I, I, it didn't really feel like work. So I just kept doing it. And then before you know mm -hmm. it, you know, I had a studio at one point and, you know, I've done a lot of different things that, you know, yeah. <laughs> for somebody that accidentally fell into this career. <laughs> no, that's the way to do it. I think, I mean, they say if you love your hobby and you do it, it's not considered work, but people will tell you that it is a lot of work. You know, I kind of fell into the radio industry like that. That's kind of how it just kind of worked. So I was like, I'm grateful for the experience and all the, uh, everything that I've learned. And you're right. The energy is super, super contagious. It just really wraps you in and brings you in toward it. So I'm assuming that's what happens when you're doing a group class. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I haven't taught group as often lately. I do, I do a little bit of group. Love it, love it, love it. Um, but yeah, I did so much group in my 20s. Yeah. So much, you know, sometimes 18 classes a week kind oh, of fuck. thing. Oh, yeah. That's it was, yeah. The thing that took me out actually was a vocal cord injury from, you know, screaming <laughs> 18 hours a week. So yeah. Uh, they were really hard classes too. So I, I ended up with a vocal cord injury and in uh, therapy for my voice actually Oh wow! from that injury. So yeah, so I, I, I don't teach as frequently now, but I still absolutely love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Personal <laughs> training is cool though, because it's so intimate, just you and that client, you kind of have a strange role in people's lives. You're sort of like the, how do I say, they, they can sort of confine everything in you. It's sort of, What's the word for that? Um, I say you're my Yoda. Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> or my, uh, my professional bully who beats me. But in a good way. I'm paying for it. <laughs> um, we're, uh, we're talking to Hannah. You can find Hannah at Hannah Fitness on Instagram. Uh, we're talking about a lot of working out and stuff. But what celebrity do you think has the best workout routine? Is it The Rock? Is it Chris Hemsworth? Is it Hilary Swank? Is it J-Lo? Is it Dua Lipa? Who is it? <laughs> 
I think that's such a funny question because <laughs> I don't really know all of their workout routines. Okay. But I'm going to, and I'm sure they probably all have fantastic workouts. I'm sure they do. They can't, you know, any workout is, is generally a good workout. So it's whoever inspires you the most, I think would be the right answer. Okay. But I would say out of that list, I would be inspired by uh, The Rock and JLo. Okay. Yeah. I find them to be inspiring people. The Rock just has such a fantastic mindset. Yeah. On things. Yeah. I, I've trained people that were working with him on shows and have said oh, you know, cool. that they were blown away by him. And so I just, I just think he has, he's just somebody that just lifts everybody around him up. And I just think that's so cool. So I, I really liked hearing that. I thought that sounded really cool. And then yeah. JLo, I just find her to be incredibly inspiring as a female. Just, she's just unstoppable. You know, she yeah. is fierce. She, well, she absolutely loves herself. And I mean that in the best way, you know, she, uh, she's sort of, she's free. And I think it's so wonderful to see somebody who has that uh, level of self-compassion and self-love and just thriving and doing whatever they want to do. And so I just, I just think, I just think they're, they're really cool. Those two, but I'm sure all of those celebrities have great trainers and oh, great workout routines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. Sure. So do yeah. you think these guys have their own trainers? Like they have to have a trainer. They don't, are, are they doing it by themselves? Do you think they're doing it by themselves or do you think they're getting trained or, and being coached by someone else? I think they're probably both. I have to be honest. I don't know who all those celebrities were that you listed. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do know, I do know some of them and I, I know the, I think the rock, um, because again, I was training another actress that was on a, the show with him on the, the same movie as him. And I think she mentioned his, he sort of does his own thing, but he also has trainers and stuff. Yeah, she joked that she was going to bring him to my gym and that I would train him. And I said, absolutely not. I don't have, to have anything <laughs> heavy enough in here for him to lift. So <laughs> it would have yeah. been terrifying to train him. Uh, <laughs> he's a beast. He looks but like I think they probably, yeah, I, I would imagine. I know, I know that some of the actresses that I've trained, it's worked into their contracts. Oh, so yeah, so they actually um, have personal trainers that are worked into their contracts for that role. So I've trained mm -hmm. people, um, and they didn't pay me. It was the, the the show or the movie that paid me. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, we're talking a lot about inspiration and well, even motivation and energy and stuff like that. So, what? Um, how do you help your clients with all of these because hey you you mentioned people you know contact you and then you probably never hear from them again because they seem really interested but then it's that like myself I'm a procrastinator so uh, and it's when it comes to fitness and working out it's it's very difficult I think for some people to get started so I mean overall how do you help clients how do you help people with these things energy and engagement and motivation yeah that's a great question and I you know, I, I often look at their, how, they, where they are right now, and I don't compare where they are to where they, they think you have the confidence that you could do. So what do you feel eight out of 10 you could do for the next two to three weeks? So rather than, you know, I, I love setting up these small little tangible goals that one after the next help people start to really believe that that change is possible for them. So I'm a huge behavioral change development person. That's pretty well what I'm doing in my work all day is working on behavior change development with people. And so 
often I'll say, you know, give us, I'll sign homework to people. And it's usually, you know, like Adam's really good because he's got a whole sort of 40 minute <laughs> homework program and he does it, which is amazing. A yeah. lot of people don't, a lot of people are so burnt out or just unmotivated or going through stuff in their lives where they may get one homework exercise in a day. And that's fine. You know, it, it, we, I meet them where they're at and we just work to get them a little bit better from where they're at. And slowly that progress comes in. But usually we start with a little bit of homework, some corrective exercises. I make sure that their confidence is about an eight out of 10 that they can achieve doing those most of the week. And then within two weeks, because they've done some of their homework, they're blown away at the difference that it makes in their workout already. So the corrective exercises that I assign are to help them do better with their more vigorous workouts so that they're not getting injured so that their form and alignment sits better and they feel a difference. So then they've hit a little goal, they feel the results and then they're more motivated. And so then I often will get them journaling their nutrition and we set the same type of baby goal, just a little thing, you know, let's, you know, whatever it is, I look at it, I assess, I look for patterns, I look at about three to five days worth. And I give them one target and make sure again, that it's something that feels achievable for them. Mm -hmm. um, I also like for people to log because they can, they can actually sit there and reflect every time they sit down to eat without being obsessive, just noticing what their habits are. That's all. And that noticing really starts to bring that awareness of what they already know, you know, and yeah. what they're just not maybe doing and they don't really yeah. feel they have the control, but they do. And so they start to realize, oh, okay, like this is, this doesn't make me feel very good. So it's, it's a lot of it is sort of, um, they call it uh, experience sampling methods. And so they don't realize it, but by, by logging and taking a photo of that meal they're and reflecting on how they feel about it, they're actually doing <laughs> Um, something that's actually been scientifically researched to, to oh, wow. improve okay. behavior change. Yeah. So they're actually um, just by that act. I'm, I, and it takes a lot yeah. of the load off of me as a coach, but I'm still getting the job done for them. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't have to charge additional fees for nutrition development work or anything like that. And I'm not telling them yeah. specifically what to eat. I'm just coaching them from the behavior change perspective. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so that's kind of what I'm, what I'm doing with them. And then they just get more motivated and it's hilarious because usually I find people then start asking, Oh, can I train? Is it too much to train again with you? Is it, can I do three or four a week? And, and, uh, actually Adam, you know, Jonah, he's yeah. so funny. This, he started around the same time as Adam. These, these two are kind of buddies. They see each other in passing and just, about a month ago, I was bugging him. I'm like, oh, Jonah, you love this. You're going to be training all the time. And he was like, yeah, right. Joking. And just yesterday, he, he said, can I add a Monday? And I'm like, I knew you'd be training four times a week. I knew it. <laughs> so awesome. it's kind of funny. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's very awesome. And to see the results on that. So I know we're talking about you and interviewing you, but you're going to progress me. So I've been training with you for two months. Have you noticed anything about me that's changed? Because when I first met you, I couldn't do a squat to save my life. I did a push up and started sweating. It wasn't pretty. And now I think I can do a squat or as I like to say, twerk. Um, I'm getting a lunge down. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, I'm doing like, I call it the uh, ass to foot, which is now the child pose. So I'm kind of getting a little more flexible. So from your uh, doing the food journals and from you beating me up every 
twice a week. Have you noticed any sort of change on me personally? Well, you've dropped a ton of how how much weight did you lose? I think I've lost fifteen pounds. Have you really in two yeah. months? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I'm yeah. kicking my own ass. So like I'm doing all the homework that she tells me to do. Uh, not as yeah. much as I would even like. I would like to do it more, but I do it every actually second day because after I see her and I'm so sore I can't move. But that's a good thing. And then the next day I take kind of a walking break, like a walk day, and then the next day I start with the stretches and stuff. So, you know, I, I think it has a lot to do with everything, with the homework and coming to see you and getting the proper forms on actually how to do an exercise because I didn't know what a fucking squat was when I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you still wouldn't have been able to do it properly. No, hundred percent. So it's sort of like there's a there's each piece that relates to the next, and yeah. and nutrition is part of it. Corrective exercise oh. is a part of it, and then the vigorous workouts with me are part of it. Yeah. So you're absolutely right, and you have done a great job of all three things. Yeah. Your strength is day and night. I mean, and your your form. Yeah. From when you started. I mean, two months. You're still you're still in the early stages. Yeah. You're not like okay, woo! I'm a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> doing incredible yeah. and it's such a short period i mean to, to drop 15 pounds i know that was one of your goals yeah that perfect phenomenal there and there's still so much what's so nice about this and and steven this is something that's kind of like for you maybe because i know you were thinking about training and for some of the yes. audience out there that they might like to hear is that he still has so much more room to to improve in terms yeah. of his nutrition i mean you still have a mocha I'm sorry to, to put you on the spot. Like no, this, that's okay. Yeah, so no, it's just true. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh wow, we, you know. And then your your muffin before bed. So <laughs> it's not like <laughs> no, it's true. It's it's what I do. Like I eat like a four year old. Like I don't know how to change that. And well, you're not being like a four year old anymore. Well, it's advanced, yeah. but it's it's you know you're not gonna be starting a nutrition show right now yeah but it but it's you know it's improved and yeah. that's the main thing it doesn't have to be zero to 100 in fact i hate when people do zero to 100 because it doesn't last and yeah when you look at change behavior and how to keep that in your life you want to see these things small you know sort of like little marginal incremental change that feels effortless so that you sustain it right so you're not even really thinking about it yeah, and true. it's sort of like an example that I use a lot is when you were a little kid and your caretaker, your parent or whoever told you every day, brush your teeth every morning, every night, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. You had to be reminded all the time. It was ridiculous. It took like 10 years before you just remembered to do it. Right. So it's sort of the same thing to build a habit. It takes a lot of reminders and a yep. lot of work, just a small change that you want to have that you don't think about. And what I mean by that is that you, it, it's effortless. So when you go through something in your life, something really significant, some trauma, something, you know, death in the family, something awful, something exciting, whatever it is, you yep. don't forget to brush your teeth generally, right? As an adult, you just do it habitually. And we want to try to put exercise, nutrition, all those self-care bits in there in the same way. So to really be successful with change behavior, you don't want to go from zero to a hundred. Yeah. And so I often suggest, you know, and what I did for um, Adam was I gave him a self checklist. So every couple of weeks he's supposed to go through this list and it's sort of like, are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough protein? Are you, you know, enough fiber? How's your sleep? How's your time between meals? What's your, you know, uh, metabolic training what's your active daily living training questions like that and he goes through and he mm -hmm. checks the ones 
you know, oops, not good at sleep. He circles the ones that, that aren't quite there yet. And he checks the ones that he feels really confident about. And then he goes through the ones that are circled yep. and looks at them and says, which is the easiest <laughs> to tackle? And so you always go to the least, the, the least path of resistance, the easiest path of resistance to find the one that's mm. easiest. And then you work on that so that you always sort of feel that it's somewhat easy and your confidence is always about an eight out of 10 that you can make that change. Yeah. And that is really how you build and grow. And those little changes, you don't realize it, but that little micro adjustment in the course of a day, week, month, right, makes a huge difference in oh, yeah. somebody's body composition. All of a sudden you have yeah. way more muscle, less fat tissue, right? So it's your energy goes up, all those things. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sounds, uh, I mean, you said it's a lot of work and yes, it is, but you still make it sound so easy. And uh, because, well, I think Adam's going to talk about this or he was going to bring it up anyways. Every, like I'm scared of going to a gym. I'm not scared, but I, it's just, there's sometimes there's this, um, there's this pictures, uh, this picture of, of gyms that a lot of people have, you know, um, some of the people who, and I'm just talking general here, of course, uh, you know, some of the people who may hang out at a gym or go there all the time and, um, you know, obviously very fit people, very, very attractive people, you know, and then other people who, of course, are just starting out and they, you know, they're every, you know, we shouldn't be, you know, everybody has to be happy about themselves. That's what's most important. But at the same time, we, you know, it's just human nature. I think we think about how others see us. And, um, so, so I, you know, that's part, I think part of all this process too, right? So what is, what is your advice to having this attitude? Like even I have it, Adam had it as yeah. well. Of course, I'm sure he did, you know, when he first started seeing you, like what, how do you, what do you tell people? Um, what do you say to people? What should people do, I guess, to maybe move on from that stigma, if you want to call it that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the, the clean the house before the cleaner comes, right? That's what a lot of yeah, people yeah, are yeah. about. But I, I really think when, and I, that's where I think personal training is perfect. Because generally speaking, uh, a personal trainer is going to be somebody that is extremely compassionate, extremely empathetic, and probably been through a lot themselves to in order mm -hmm. to be that way. I mean, that's why they're they're great with, they're usually really great with people. They're usually, they usually have high um, EQs, right? Like their emotional intelligence is, is great. And so by having a personal trainer, um, even if they may look that way to you, they probably don't, they, you know, they don't, they're not even thinking about that with you. And um, they're just there to, you know, be of service and what can I do to help kind of thing. And I think, I think Adam was there on a funny day on his first day. I think there was like a couple, it was like a sausage party in, in the studio that day. Yeah. <laughs> it never usually is. Oh. It really is. Like I said, there's, I'm working usually alongside a lot of kins, a lot of physios, a lot of people doing rehab with people that are, you know, like ill from the hospital. And so it's not, it's really not usually a sausage party in there, but that day that I met Adam. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> These reason, guys. It was just. Like yeah. I, you walk to talk about gin stigma. I walk in, this guy's like, he's 
dragging this thing on this, pushing this thing on the ground, and the trainer's on it, and he's like, he's like, push harder. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He's pushing me against the roof. I'm just like, and then she Hannah's like, Can you do a push-up? I'm like, okay, I do a push-up, start sweating. Like it wasn't this dude's holy crap. But you know, having been in that situation now with you, and you don't like if you're focused on a goal, you don't you kind of block everything else out because you got to be really focused on what you're doing and the exercise that you're doing. And I just kind of forget that people are around besides Hannah yelling at me to extend my leg a little more or something like that just to get the full stretch. Otherwise, it doesn't really work. So, you know, having been on both sides of the, the coin in such a short time, I, I've now realized that it doesn't really exist if you're in there trying to do a goal. You know, I think half the battle is showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's very true. And the other thing is, like, you don't notice them. They don't notice you, yeah. right? Yeah, nobody's really – I mean, it might be different at the bigger box gyms. There might be a little bit more of a flex and, you know, selfie-type crowd and mentality. But uh, a personal training studio is the best place to start because it's it's just the people and the trainers. And mm-hmm. everybody's, everybody's vulnerable in that way. And I think some – sure, some people have been doing it for 10 years and they – you know, when you walk in and you did that day, uh, Adam, and it happened to be, yeah. you know, a guy who'd been training for a really long time and his trainer, but now, you know, then you're like, oh, he's a teddy bear. You know, yeah. you're, you're saying goodbye to him every session. Like they're just super mm-hmm. friendly as well. So I think a personal training studio, cause that's what, that's what our job is, is to, you know, to help others. So automatically there's a lot of understanding, a lot of compassion. We see our clients as these people that are just like insanely smart, insanely hard workers, just total mutual admiration. I think it's sort of like, whoa, wow, you're able to do this. And wow, that's so cool. And gosh, you work in the corporate world. What's that like? You know, or wow, you're a doctor. Like, how do you even do that? So for us, it's just fascinating because we kind of just feel like, I think as a trainer, you just feel like you play all day. It's not I mean, it is obviously a career and I am working, mm-hmm. but like I've told you, it just doesn't feel like work sometimes. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just in awe of people that have this other type of discipline. And, and so I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's not really what a personal training studio is just not going to be intimidating in the same way as trying to go in and do your own thing when you don't really know what to do and, and, and uh, people might be hogging equipment and stuff like that. So personal training, everybody knows how to work together and in their little space and all that. So it's definitely my recommendation would be to start with a trainer. And there's also, you know, the pandemic especially has really opened up the virtual world. So I do a lot of virtual training as well for people that really feel either self-conscious or that they just don't have the energy or time to get to the gym. So that's another way to do it as well. It's a, it's a little Mm -hmm. bit more, complicated you know you have to be assessed and qualified because there's a safety component of being able to train virtually but so long as there's nothing you know no major injury or anything like that I think it's pretty good and um and I what's especially good is that you're doing it right so at the end of the day it doesn't really I think perfection is just is just the wrong thing to ever try to achieve when it comes to a fitness goal because if you if you shoot too high, you just don't do it, right? Yeah. If you aim too big, you just you procrastinate or you don't you don't show up. Yeah. So aim small and celebrate the little things. Celebrate showing up at the gym that day. I mean, I, I met Adam outside the gym. We met outside, not yeah. in the gym. So we walked in together that day, and yeah. you know what? It was like, you know, whatever. He was with the 
you, he's with the boss bitch, right? <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Maybe we're cool, yeah. right? Like, so it wasn't that yeah. scary at the end of the day. It still wasn't that scary. It wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, yeah, and 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 a lot of people don't even have that. Most people don't have that experience in that in the that studio that I work at because it's mostly, like I said, it's it's mixed male female, and a lot of people that are there with some needing some really tender care, you know. So yeah. it's usually not intimidating. But it, that day it kind of was, but he still, we were together and we went yep. in there and it was like, yeah, it was awesome. I, I think that we just, you know, we think we, we care too much what other people think. And I don't think anybody should ever care what anyone else thinks because they're, the reality is they're probably not even, they're just thinking about themselves, right? They're just yeah. focused on themselves. Like you said, Adam, right? Yep. They're not even yeah. noticing. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's Great. interesting. That should be on a shirt. You should get merch made. Um, <laughs> that uh, other voice you're hearing is Canada's top trainer for 2018, 2020, and in the class for 2022. That's Hannah. You can find her at Hannah Fitness on Instagram. Hannah, how many days should you be working out a week? Should it be daily? Should it be every second day like I'm doing? What should you be doing? How should it work? So that depends on the person. Okay. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I always check in with people how much are you doing right now yeah what's your goal and then we work backwards from there so uh you hit plateaus with nutrition and you hit plateaus with exercise so sometimes ways that you can push through those plateaus is making another little adjustment to your workout regime you can add more weight more load you can change the exercises you can add another workout that week, or you can add some more activity kind of on your weekend, like a hike, something to get more of that sort of active daily living. You can, you know, adjust your nutrition ever so slightly where yeah. there's a little bit of a caloric deficit, but in a sneaky way where you don't notice, you know, where we just haven't spiked insulin. So therefore your sugar cravings go down and your carbon take maybe is slightly lower. You don't even feel it kind of thing. Cause we've increased your protein or something like that so there's yeah so it, it is specific to people but i think that mm -hmm. everybody should aim everybody should try to aim to to have at least a 30 to 45 minute walk every day and yeah. a, at least a sort of 10 to 20 minute sort of workout that would be a really good aim like one or the other to yeah, start that's pretty good. yeah and it's really not yeah. that much i mean you can walk to go get groceries or whatever you have to do for the day mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And then yeah. just to start, just to get you going. And, and same with that. Sometimes I just tell people just do 10 minutes, even if it's 10 minutes of stretching, 10 minutes of yoga, there's free endless yoga on YouTube. That's 10 minutes. Yeah. It's for anybody, not for just really flexible people. Yeah. Um, and if you just do that, then you're in this habit of putting 10 minutes aside for yourself. So then that yoga can turn into a light workout Pilates. And then that Pilates can turn into something a little bit more vigorous and then that 10 minutes could turn into more right so it's just anything is going to be better than nothing and I, I I some so many people are so worried about overtraining and I just usually it's so rare it's not a conversation that's yeah. needed you know yeah. um, but it does exist but it's usually a pretty rare conversation for Mm. for me to have and again you make it sound so easy and yet it's so you know again and, and maybe we'll chat about this we'll have an opportunity at some point but like for the last two years i've been working from home and i know that i should be out every single day at least taking a break going for a walk 
and summertime is easier and I'm more active in the summertime and I actually feel better about myself, but then the rain comes and the rain doesn't bother me. It's not like I get depressed and have, you know, sit inside all day long, but it's, I'm not as active and it's, um, it's so easy just to, you know, I'm doing my work, I'm working from home. It's, it's so hard just to take 10 minutes sometimes to go out for a walk or go to the store or I'm bad for that. Honestly, I am. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, you're not. Um, you're relying on yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's where the problem so, is. You know, and I mean, some people have to rely on themselves. But it is, it, it's this easy is you give a, a trainer that you trust your credit card <laughs> and you, they will call you. It could be virtual. They could be waking you yeah. up out of bed, right? I mean, it actually is that okay. easy if you have the means yeah. to do that. Not everybody does. So right. when you're relying on yourself, it absolutely is a little bit harder. And this is, you know, this is where I fully believe in having coaches. I have, um, you know, this is probably an overshare, but I have a money coach to help me learn how to do that kind of thing. Cause I'm just brutal with numbers. I don't understand anything when it comes to, mm -hmm. to that, um, long story there, but I just, I don't understand. So I have somebody helping me there. So yeah. she sort of makes sure that I'm organized. I have a psychologist that I see once a month just to keep me on track to make sure that I'm still doing that personal development work that I want to be doing. Because if I'm not taking care of myself, it's really impossible to take care of my clients. I have True, meditation, yeah. a meditation coach that I no, see. Awesome. I won't do it otherwise. And I and I need that accountability. So I'm not. Yeah. It's We think that we should be these superheroes that can do it all. And I, I look at my little dog and she's the cutest thing in the world. And she she has no self-control whatsoever. And I'm like, that's all of us in one way or another. That's yeah. why are we lie? Why do we, we all think there's something wrong with us? And it's not, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with anyone. My dog does not know when to stop eating and she will eat. Till she <laughs> and that is just how she yeah. is. So she needs me to help her so that she doesn't do that. And, and I, you know, I, we're all that way in one way or another. And so it just, yeah. you know, and sometimes, you know, when people can't have a trainer, um, there's group classes that you can do. There's, there's different ways of staying accountable. There's Peloton. Some people find that having a community, a virtual community can be motivating. You know, you can rely on a friend that, that, that I find friends are tough because they often bail. So that's not very helpful. Mm -hmm. but a group is a better thing to do because if yeah. one person bails, there's, there's a few more left. But there's lots of different ways of doing it. So it's just relying on yourself is what makes it feel hard. And then you get yeah, it in your sure. mind because you failed at that so many times that it feels hard. And so you blow it up into this big thing. But like I said, it really is as easy as booking a session with me. And then I'm going to be like, well, this is how many sessions you need a week. And this is what you need to do in between. And then I check in, right? I mean, Adam, I'm like, where's yeah. your food journals, Adam? Yep, every day. <laughs> Where have you done your homework? Where is your, <laughs> have you done your homework today? Right? So it's just, it's just, you know, we rely way too much on ourselves sometimes. And some people are able to do that. And some are in some parts of their lives and not in others. Yeah. So right. yeah. it's very yeah. interesting. Right? It's very interesting. It's awesome though. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. yeah. You have to change your perspective. And I think that's a lot of what I do. And it's the same with nutrition. A lot of people have blown it up that they have to do this insane diet to get results because that's what they've done yeah. in the past. They've done an insane diet. It was so hard. They barely lasted two months and then they gained all that weight plus some after. Yeah. And it's, it just doesn't have to be like that, you know, and self-compassion, I swear to God is like the 
greatest skill that we can learn in this lifetime is that self-compassion because when you have that for yourself you have it for others and you know you can really move forward and get places so it's no different in this way and um you know it's like you look at again i'm going to go back to my dog i treat her like gold you know it's like oh this is her diet oh you get this oh the little baby she gets that you know and we should be treating ourselves the same way right yeah you're you're right this is our vehicle That's, for our whole lives. We yeah. live in this body. Yeah. So, you know, we should be treating it as great as we can and taking excellent care yeah. of our own bodies. Yeah. It's so true. And our cats, we have a couple cats and uh, they're our kids. They are our kids. And um, <laughs> yeah, we're the, we're the same way. They get the best. They get the best of everything. And uh, even when it comes to other people, I, I think I'm I've become more compassionate towards other people and I forget about myself. And I think that's what's going on here as I get older, especially, uh, I know that I have to start taking better care of myself. Not And again, I'm not talking major diets or anything like that either. I think just overall fitness and health is even just a little bit, I think would do wonders for me. And, um, and I've been thinking this way for, you know, quite some time now, and I haven't been doing much about it, but, but I know, like I said, I, I am getting older and, uh, I, I need to start doing these little things to make sure, I mean, we could all drop dead tomorrow and <laughs> shit like that happens, but, but Hey, I would like to try and do as much as I can, even just little things to, you know, make sure that, uh, some of those things that could make us drop tomorrow aren't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. And it's just reframing it. Like you are so worthy of having more energy, enjoying the strength that you feel in your body. I mean, everything gets easier when you take care of your body. Everything gets easier, right? Just walking down the street is easier. When you have to take the garbage out and go up the stairs because the elevator is not working is easier. Yeah, simple things like that. Simple things that life is easier. You have more energy to get through the day you have yeah. like, your mood is elevated all your hormones become more regulated so it's something that you just have to reframe and and feel like i deserve this i need to you know I, mm-hmm. I, I i deserve to feel this way and how can i fit this into my life in a way that isn't punishment because it's not yeah. punishment but unfortunately there's just there's stigma and there's just there's a bit of a past with exercise um, and everybody's had that experience where they're, they go to a class that's too difficult for their, for their level. And they feel like a lot of shame, right? They go into this yeah. class, they can't do anything. They feel like they're going to vomit. They're embarrassed. Um, the, you know, the coach is trying to be nice usually, but it's just, they feel like everybody sees them and is watching them. And then they're really embarrassed and they get completely yeah. put off. And it's yeah. just, you know, a group thing at that size sometimes isn't going to be tailored to your fitness needs. So Ideally, again, you know, the more sort of nervous you are and the newer you are to fitness, the better it is to start with a trainer because it's going to be completely tailored to your level, tailored to your needs, working around your awareness of your body and your injuries and um, specific to your goals. So it's just such a better experience to have. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, you kind of build this new relationship with your body and your body in motion and in movement and you feel a little bit more comfortable and confident going to a group class where, Hey, you still can't do everything in that class, but suddenly it doesn't bother you the same way. You Mm -hmm. don't feel that shame. And it's just, it's just unfortunate that there's, that we have this weird thing about us that we always want to be the best at everything. And 
that's one thing that I do like about exercise actually, is that it's like when, when I tell Adam, sometimes I'm like trained to failure, Adam, Yep. <laughs> actually, well, this is a little segue for a minute, but I remember telling somebody and in the most positive way, I'm like, Oh, don't worry. You're just hitting failure, you know, cause they couldn't do one more rep. And they were just, they, they were like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Failure is great in fitness. Yeah. It means you push to your max. So it's just a different yeah. point again. But it's mm. not about you know doing your push up from your toes versus your knees. It's about doing it till you really yeah. can't you know without compromising your form, but till you can't do it anymore. And and mm -hmm. that's successful. So it's just a really can look different. Success looks different on everybody. Right. Well, that's super inspirational. I need a moment. <laughs> uh, you're, you're talking, uh, we're talking with Hannah. You can find Hannah at Hannah Fitness on Instagram. Hannah, if you had to do one exercise for the rest of life and only one exercise, what would it be? Oh, that's so tough. I mean, it would definitely be, <laughs> it would definitely be some kind of a complex because I, I, it's, I want to, yeah, some kind of a complex where I'm using multi joints and all sorts of different motions, something posterior chain. Because uh, the backside of our body is, well, pretty much that's what we spend most of the time in the gym doing because everybody's sitting these days. So the gym is right. almost always posterior chain kind of focus. Yeah. So I guess some kind of a, I don't know, maybe some kind of a deadlift row variation, maybe, um, I don't know, but you want a little bit of cardio in there too. So maybe <laughs> some kind of a complex with a deadlift row. It'd be very complicated. Look like a dance routine to you, Adam. Okay, I'm in. I expect <laughs> to learn that. I'm to sandwich in as many things as I could and be like, it's just one rep. <laughs> uh, you've talked about a lot of, about nutrition and stuff, and uh, we'll touch on that next. But right off the top, if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life and only one food, what would that be? Oh my gosh. Is this functional or enjoyment? <laughs> uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's a tough one. Ah, you know, I just think about if I, I was a wild animal, a wild animal human, <laughs> let's just imagine that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the woods. What's your right. outfit? What are, what are you wearing? <laughs> I think that I would probably go for, you know, you want to have your calories. You want something with some fat. You want, you know, nutrition you want your nutrition so i would probably do um i don't know I, it would probably for me and this isn't for everybody this is absolutely not for everybody but i would say probably have to be either some kind of red meat shellfish or eggs for me yeah. i mean i'd love to say kale because i or spinach because i think that they're so incredibly good and there's so many other things that are fantastic for you but i just don't think it would fill me up and it would just be really hard to to do that so i think i would probably have to be like uh yeah like red meat or um eggs or um shellfish nice. but bearing in mind that this is you know this is a i'm a wild animal and so are these animals are <laughs> wild so the the meat is good it's not farmed and you know <laughs> okay right okay yep no, no i know i get it um what is the biggest tip you can give someone on starting on a proper nutrition journey yeah, and I just want to disclose too that I'm not—I'm definitely not a carnivore diet kind of person, first of all. And I totally support vegan diets, vegetarian, pescatarian, and anything that um, is a belief or condition. So when uh, good, I'm doing good save, good coaching, save. Yeah, well, no, no, no. But this is, I was the last—the last example was just personal for me. Hundred percent. And I—I I do have an autoimmune um, disease, so I thrive oh. off of 
um, meat and okay. vegetables. That is the, the diet for me, for my condition. Well, you need it. Um, but for a, so for a lot of people, it's cultural and they have things that are deal breakers that they need in their diet. And yeah. some people it's belief system. And I fully support that. I believe that any diet has, you can optimize any type of nutrition that I really believe in intuitive eating. And so whatever that person feels best about is going to be the best diet for them. And so I just try to optimize that. So I support everybody in their choices. And that's, it's also not for me to say, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not registered as a fitness coach. I'm a certified fitness nutritionist and a certified um, uh, transformation specialist, which means to me, and I think, you know, it's perhaps a little conservative, but I don't actually tell people what to eat or what diet to go on. I am very conservative that way. I only support them in what they're doing and optimizing that. So sometimes I'll have a dietitian report to me. This person um, has been assessed. They are, they need SIBO diet or a naturopath will tell me this person needs the whole 30. And I just, I know all of them and I just support them on that. That's wicked. If I don't know them, I do the research. I find out what that means. And then I Mm -hmm. support them in that journey. And I have a lot of vegan vegetarians and I, um, just help them optimize their diets too. Right. That's awesome. Perfect. Did that answer that's, or did I go on a tangent? No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> no. No, that's perfect. <laughs> I thought that was great. And it leads to my question about uh, vegan and vegetarian or vegetarian or, you know, these other, uh, I guess, I don't know if alternative diet is the right way to put it, but it sounds like you do have experience working with people then on those types of diets. How, I guess, how am I, how am I, what am I doing here? (laughs) Can you recommend if somebody was interested, say, if somebody wanted to be a vegetarian or a vegan, can you recommend how people should get started? Is, is that, I don't know if that's a question you can answer even, but what's, I guess, just what is your advice, I guess, on that? Yeah. Well, with something like that, if somebody's coming to me with that specific of a question, I would outsource it to somebody that specializes in that. Okay. And I do this a lot. I send people, it's the same with somebody coming to me and saying, oh, I've got a lower back injury. Now, with that said, I do have my corrective exercise specialist and I've been in the industry for a long time. Generic things that are very common, I can help people with. But I also mm-hmm. don't like to go over my scope there. And, you know, so I refer people to physiotherapists and work with physios all the time. I have them send me the yeah. report with the limitations and the encouragement, I check out the homework that the physio is given. And then we work on that together. And it's the same thing that I would probably do if somebody came to me with a scattered diet and said, I want your help becoming a vegan or a vegetarian, I would outsource it because there's people okay. out there that that's their focus and that's what they do. And it's, yeah. it, it, uh, it's not specifically what I do. I'm just there to support them in their role or in that nutrition diet that is relevant for them or that that they feel is what they should be on or that they're the expert has suggested for them so um it's the same as if somebody came to me with i have you know colitis there's no way i'm going to tell them how to eat for that i'm going to tell i'm going to send them to a dietitian right or a naturopath so um right so i I i'm just really in a supportive role in a lot of ways but it's and, and and that's really why it's like having a coach it's a coach mm-hmm. for everything under the umbrella of health. So, you know, don't have the answers to everything for sure. And I outsource all of that. But I'm always looking at people from an, a lens of how are they doing mentally, 
physically, emotionally, even spiritually sometimes. And then I'm, Mm -hmm. I outsource from there what they, what, you know, things that I can't offer. If somebody is absolutely stressed to a T, I'll do what I can. I'll suggest some meditation. I'll, I'll um, send them some routines and links and, and things, but that's often not enough. So Again, I might outsource that. I might suggest that they go mm-hmm. to something else. Yeah. And so I'm working with other professionals all the time to just help people navigate improving the quality of their life. And yeah, sometimes it's just, it, it, there's just so much information out there. It's just, it, it just feels almost, and you don't, how do you filter through that? You know, and it just feels right. overwhelming. So it's nice to have somebody that can kind of, that has a, has the, the right connections and resources and, and a lot of people you know people that are working with, with me they they trust what I do and then they trust the people that I'm working with and um, it's kind of funny because some of the people that I work with have never met me and they don't know me yeah. <laughs> and I just heard, I've just seen their work and I like their work so I'm just laughing because there's a couple of physios that are like who is this trainer that sends all these people to me but <laughs> I've never met hmm. them but I've seen the work that they do with my clients and I'm thinking wow that's really good and then I recognize yeah. the same type of issues in another client so I send them to the same physio and then get the same results for that client so it's just it's just it's quite funny actually there's nothing there's absolutely no um cross promotion or deal or anything like that i refuse to 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 work that way it's just not um i just i don't i don't do that so uh it's not been my jam but i i I like people that are doing good and that can help my clients get to the next step yeah great that's awesome Always investing in the client first, and that's why we love you. Uh, that other voice uh, you're hearing is Hannah. You can find Hannah at Hannah Fitness on Instagram. Hannah, we've almost taken an hour of your time. We'll, we'll let you go pretty quick, but I just want to know, when you're working out, what music gets you pumped up? What gets you ready to lift those bars? What are you, what are you listening to? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm always listening. You know, because I taught group fitness for so long, and you have to listen to 132 or 135 beat per minute. So the 32 count bar type music. So I guess that's dance, electronic, EDM, that type of thing. So I'll listen to that when I'm working out. And also I'll listen to that when I feel really tired because it will always energize me more than a coffee will. But it's funny, I don't, I never listen to that music otherwise. (laughs) Dance and kind of electronic EDM type stuff for working out. What do you uh, listen to in the car or when you're at home? Do you listen to anything like personally? Like what are a couple of your favorite artists? Personally, I'm like a grandmother. I listen to (laughs) music. And uh, like, uh, you know, Ella Fitzgerald or something in the background in my little heritage home here. So I, yeah, you, I'm a completely different person at home, I guess. But, uh, that's uh, okay. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we all listen to, I listen to a lot of pop music. Steven doesn't. But we should make you no. a death metal playlist to get you pumped oh up. Oh my god! 132 yes. beats per minute. We'll work on that. That'll be our gift to you. You know what the, the <laughs> classical music and the other the other music is actually just because it's so regulating, and so that's why I listen to it because it really helps me sustain my energy through the day. Yeah, and so a calm classical music in the background I find is really really regulating for productivity. So I'm actually more productive no, with the work that I have to do at home. Whether even mm-hmm. even just house chores, it, it actually helps with everything. It's so like you're like oh you put classical music on and suddenly your energy feels 
level and you're like, oh, okay, time to do laundry. Oh, better vacuum. Oh, better do this. Or, you know, so it's actually a really good, I think it's a really good tip for background music. <laughs> I should, uh, I should try that because, uh, like I said, I've been working at home for two years. Uh, sometimes I can, when, depending on what I'm doing, I, I put music on and Hey, I'm a hard rock metal punk fan, but I can't, again, depending on what I'm doing, I can't always have that playing in the background. It's just, it's too much energy, I think. So maybe I should try a little classical music. Uh, I'm not a, I can't say I'm a fan. It's not something I'm against, like maybe some other types of music, but uh, maybe that's a good tip. I'll yeah, try that. I think so. It's, it's something that it's yeah. pleasant. It's, yeah. it's not distracting, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's not like you, you don't, I, I mean, I don't sit there and think, oh, what is this song called? I have to write it down. I have to download it. I just yeah. play a playlist and it's neutral. Yeah. It's pleasant. It puts me in a good mood. Uh, it, it, yeah, just, it, it's, it's great. But I think if you listen to something mm. you like too much, it's distracting. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I go off into like a little daydream and then I'm like, all of a sudden <laughs> in my head, I'm like a rock star or, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm doing choreography in my head. I used to do dance. So I'll, I'll like choreograph something in my head. And so I, that's not, I cannot listen to that. I actually have to put t time aside for listening to that. Yeah. Type yeah. Of music. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it's uh, music comes and goes, and there's di many different types. So it's whatever whatever works for you. I think is the best thing to do. Stephen, do you have any other further questions? I don't want to take up too much. Of your time. Uh, I'm a big sports fan as well, uh, so I love hockey. That's probably my favorite uh, my favorite sport. And I grew up playing hockey, and uh, I don't play so much anymore. Um, I kind of wish I did. Well, that's a, another story. What is your favorite sport? Um, outside of the gym or the studio i mean what do you do you participate do you watch what do you like what do you like doing do you like hockey i like i like hockey i absolutely can't play it <laughs> <laughs> not to say that i couldn't learn but i i would say my favorites i mean i i just i'm an outdoors person so i'm i'm mm -hmm. more of the self-held kind of sports hiking and yeah anything sort of like that but i love horseback riding i love dance oh great um, nice Pole dance was a was a huge hobby of mine for a long time. I used to teach that. Those are the things that I kind of really enjoy. Would be yeah. But I, I do wish I had played more team sports when I was younger because it's really tough to look fit and show up, and then you have no skill. <laughs> it's quite funny. It's like you look like you know. It's sort of like being that person on the ski hill who's never skied. Like you have to sort of like. I don't know, Gucci or something, snowsuit. And it's yeah. because you actually don't know how to ski and you're peaking yeah. all the way down the mountain. I, also, I, I, I like That's skiing funny. too, actually. But yeah, I, I don't have one sport at the moment that I do frequently, but I have in the last sort of five, six years done dance pretty regularly and horseback riding. I would say those are probably yeah. two. And, and hiking. I go hiking all the time. So those yeah. are the, the three that I do the most. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. What about you guys? Cool. You're hockey. And what about you, Adam? I play dodgeball. I love dodgeball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like that. that's yeah, yeah. That is great. I did try Good exercise. Yeah, two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I tried it, and I it is so hard for the brain to keep up. Oh, with dodgeball, like I learned all the rules, and then I started playing like yeah. at the same time. I didn't sit there and watch ten dodgeball games. It was it just felt like information overload. I'm like, oh, oh my god. I can't <laughs> <do that." laughs> 
yep, balls flying at your face or your body parts. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's very violent. And it, it, I like to be alert for sure. Yeah, yeah, I like the violentness of it. You know, that sounds bad, but you know, you're throwing balls at people to get them out. So, you know, get off my court and boom, and they're out. You know, it just works. <laughs> I think you're busy throwing the ball and I'm just busy dodging. Yeah. So I'm probably like the favorite target that you would have on the other team. And I'm panicking the whole time. No, it's true. It's true. Hannah, the final question I have for you is what is the biggest tip you can give someone starting their fitness journey? The biggest tip I would say is, I think I've said it already, but don't rely on yourself completely. Yeah. Yeah. Find Mm -hmm. somebody else to keep you accountable you know, ask for help. That would be it. No, that's super cool. Yeah. Everyone is brought into your life to teach you one thing and how to do different things. And I want to thank you for my journey of fitness and we'll work together. You'll kick my ass a little more and I look forward to that. But uh, thank you for joining us on our podcast today. And again, you can find Hannah at Hannah Fitness on Instagram and uh, that's it. Thank you for joining us, Hannah. Thank you so much. That's great. That was my personal trainer, Hannah Fletcher. You can find her at Hannah Fitness on Instagram. That was a pretty good chat. I really enjoyed what she has to say. She's pretty inspirational and she's really good at what she does. Yeah, and that was a great chat. I, I learned a lot and I, you know, I, I feel more at ease about, you know, the possibility of, you know, doing different things, getting into a program, um, seeing Hannah for some coaching even, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm because uh, I'm always a little hesitant about joining some program. And I think, you know, what she is offering is is not your typical, it's not your typical workout. It's not your typical gym. It's, um, yeah, she, I think, you know, she's there to help people. And it's, you know, it's one-on-one coaching, you know, make you feel comfortable. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm excited to chat with her. I'm going to, you know, hopefully reach out and, and uh, we can sit down and uh, we'll see what, uh, what she can help me with because I need a little bit of work. <laughs> yeah, well, we all do. And it was such a yeah. great chat. Like, I feel like we're going to talk to her for hours. But, yeah. you know, I don't want to waste any of her time. And, you know, it's one of those things. But again, uh, we talked to Hannah. You can find her at Hannah Fitness on Instagram. And, you know, that pretty much wraps it up for the week for us. We'll be back next week for the next couple of weeks. And then we'll take a week off and we come back with our 100th episode, which we're planning something special for. Wow. 100 episodes. One, 100. Yeah, wow. I can see again, it's, you know, it's been over two years now. It's crazy how, yeah. well, almost two years. It'll be, I think our anniversary date is March 31st. Is that correct? I don't know, something like that of 2020 when we, you know, we first hit the airwaves here. And uh, so we're coming up on two years. And again, the 100th, 100th episode. Crazy. March 29th. Okay. Was, is our first episode. So that's, yeah. uh, we're getting there. Wow. And you know what? We're getting there for Speaking sure. of anniversaries, it was seven years ago that we met Black Sabbath. Oh, was it really? Yeah, it popped up like, my, like uh, this week or something, or yeah. like wow, amazing! What that was day. such an awesome, awesome day. I, you know, I enjoyed that so much. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, and we actually, you know, I think we we actually spent like two seconds standing beside those guys because yeah. the, of the way, you know, they whisked people in and out so quick. It was like a like a cattle. A, a cattle line or something like that and uh but it was just just it was an awesome day man and uh, uh thank you for setting that oh, up oh no that, that was easy that was certainly fun. that certainly made my day i uh, uh that was awesome 
yeah, I was scrolling through my photos because I always look through my Google photos, whatever it is. And it, this day, you know, yeah. eight years ago, six, seven years ago, I'm like, yeah. holy shit, here's me with Black Sabbath. I forgot about that. Wow. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, great, great day overall, for sure. Photos say a thousand words and that's uh, that's what counts. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, you can find us wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, Google Podcasts, Black, Indigenous, and People of Color Lives Matter. Fuck cancer. Science is real. Still get vaccinated and still wear your goddamn mask. Okay? Please keep okay. people safe. That's it. it. That's it. That's it. It's easy. Yeah. If you like this podcast, please make sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever platform it is you're listening on. If you didn't like this podcast, we'll try harder next week or blame Hannah. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Stay healthy. Stay safe. We will talk to you soon. See ya. If you enjoyed anything you just heard and want to fact check it, check out oldmanwhoyelletclouds.com.